Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. I'm very excited because I've been wanting to have Fiona Lindbergh on my podcast for quite a while. Um, so welcome, Fiona. Oh, thank you so much. It's, um, thank you. It's a really pleasure to be invited. Lovely. Um, Fiona, I don't want to, I'll give you a brief inter- introduction and then if you can sort of share a bit of your story as well. Um, Fiona is, she's a photographer of beautiful images, um, but she's a lot more than that as well. So an extremely insightful person who I really enjoy talking to. So this is going to be a great conversation. So welcome again. Thank you so much. And just give us a little bit of of an idea of what your background is, please. Uh, Yeah, Um, so yeah, photographer is probably the easy title. Um, But yeah, I often sit and go, is that really what I'm doing? I don't really know. I got a lot of feedback from clients that go, this wasn't even photography in a way. Is that weird? Is that an offensive thing? And I'm like, no, I get that. Um, What I mean by that, I suppose, is it's kind of a, a performance-based culture for photography that I think is um, a little bit toxic. I'm one of those people that's trying to break down the existing scaffolding of structure within my industry and replace it with something that feels a lot more um, nurturing and expansive. Expansive, sorry. Um, what I mean by that is I feel like um, you know most photography experiences are like layers of contrivance. You know, wear a special dress that you would never wear and cake your face in makeup so nobody recognizes you. And then we'll go out to a field of flowers at sunset and put a flower crown on your head and you twirl and just be so happy, you know. And it's that's beautiful and it's a fantasy. And I'm not dissing that as an expression, but I'm more interested in creating an idea of like a photograph is really a bookmark in a moment we put in time. And mm. so. Um, it's not the bookmark that is the important thing. It's the moment in time, right? Something incredible is happening. It's worth remembering. It's worth putting that very visceral experience-based, you know, visual-based memory into. So then the experience for me is the prize. And for me, it's not about looking a certain way, especially as women, we're very much uh, taught to have our bodies and our faces and our appearance be very much tied to our sense of worth. And instead of that, it's really about how do you want to feel and what's going to be important to your 70 year old self looking at these images and your 90 year old self looking at these images and really just creating uh, a process that feels expensive. And instead of the part of you that shows up that protects you from this experience, what if actually you could show up in a very safe space and it was about taking off all those masks that we're normally required to wear. So it's a really long way of saying <laughs> I, I focus on women over 40. Um, that's that's my specialty. I do multiple generations of women. I'm trying to create that as a thing in photography, like newborn photography is a thing. Um, and I do personal branding photo, uh, photo sessions and I'm doing a campaign at the moment based on 
body acceptance and stepping back into your body. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to put some links in the show notes of your, your website um, so that people can, can go and have a look. Because um, on the personal branding side, the photograph that's on this show, Fiona took. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a beautiful experience, actually. It was really fun. Um, it, it can be a little confronting when you know this, this is going to be a photograph that's going to sit there for a long time. And you're like, what about chins or shadows under my eyes? All that stuff, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, am I wearing the right outfit? Does it make me look fat? Like there's all these things that start yeah. to go through our minds. Constant litany of vigilance that we have, like of all yeah. the things that I'm, can I control this? Can I monitor that? Is this right? Does this look okay, right? Yeah. yeah. And how, how do I present myself to the world? Mm-hmm. Because this is this is taking a snapshot of that and going, yeah. oh my God, this is it. This is me. Um, and it's there's a lot of lot of deeper things Absolutely. to it. Yeah. So when when you encounter um, a family um, who come or sort of the multi generations who come here, how do you prepare people for for the experience? Oh, um, so I, definitely my first point of context. Like obviously, <clears throat> I feel like my website is a great. It's kind of a great filter. Like people can look, and like that power of an image is you instantly get a, an impression of what this is or what this isn't, and so that is curated to be like a great editing system where somebody's either going to look and be like, oh, this is not the person for me or like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, this is what I'm after. And so that feels like that first layer. And then the next layer is a phone conversation where I'll literally be like, okay, beyond all that stuff that we're taught is what photography is about matching outfits and you know, like all of that stuff. What's your story? Why are you booking now? What's going on in your life? What's important to you? Um, what considerations are there? You know, when I've, I've had a woman who's 103, you know, as part of a five generation shoot, it was just incredible. And yeah, so there's like logistical things. How can I make you comfortable? Like what's mm. gonna work for you guys in the day? What's gonna make the experience really special? Mm. And I always advise people like book to do something afterwards, not for nothing, but it's an opportunity <laughs> to kind of hijack your family for the day. And beyond just this like, band-aid ripping experience of like let's just go and get this done it's like can you lean into the fact that you're going to make a memory intentionally so make it wrapped up in really cool stuff but really it's just about being present as a human being rather than interfacing as like hi i'm this business owner and you're my customer i'm would you like this thing and it's being really um present in the moment and just honoring what's actually happening or what's actually being felt as opposed to kind of running off some kind of script like this is the way it should go yeah yeah and I think it's also like you get a lot of people there's this story they tell themselves that oh I don't have a nice smile or I always look stiff on photos yeah and you're there as the facilitator of this process to try and kind of loosen people up a bit and just be themselves and capture that on on film uh digital now oh yeah (laughs) um and so when when people come in and what sort of like the insecurities how do they show up for you i'm just i'm I'm always interested to think because i i'm i've never really had too much of a problem being in front of a camera but i know that a lot of ones alpha (laughs) seriously most people i always joke and say um you know, most people would rather book a root canal. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm, yeah. <laughs> my, my husband stiffens up so much. When I look at photographs, I was going, oh my goodness, I can't capture you. Well, the, yeah. the camera doesn't capture you because you just like become this other person. So it's our camera training, right? Think of like, since we were little kids and like most of us have had school photos done. Mm. It is literally this most <laughs> pragmatic and kind of traumatic thing where, you know, you just line up by smallest to tallest, right? So it's yeah. your, your judgment, you're fit into a category right away. You belong here. Yeah. <clears throat> this person is, 
less than you, this person is more than you, or this is where you fit in the in the scheme of things. Mm. And then it's really just a stiffening. It's a whole body stiffening. So straighten your back, sit up tall, make sure your feet touch this line, turn your hands into fists. And um, the great thing about kids is they haven't learned how to fake their smile yet. And so what you get as a child's understanding of when you get that cue, and it's usually like, say, monkeys or cheese or whatever that it is to make, it's just a facial tightening. Mm. And it almost looks like a grimace. Like, I love it because kids can't, they can't fake it, right? As we grow into that and that experience reinforces. And when you see a photograph of yourself, like completely stiff, it looks terrible. And you're like, Mm. ugh, see, I look rubbish in photographs. And then that just reinforces like a loop you go into another experience and you're anticipating that looking like crap and so you stiffen and it's like there it goes so it's really a matter of addressing people's genuine fears and insecurities and Mm. not being dismissive of that not being like you'll be fine don't worry like it's going to be great but really like okay tell me about this like when did this start why do you think your teeth are terrible or something because this is a common one people will um, like hold their lips over their teeth like and uh, uh, do you not like your teeth you I can see when we're talking like yeah. you're just talking to me and I can see your teeth but when you get in front of the camera all of a sudden your lips are pursed and you're closing them down and there'll be a story there mm. that story is always tied to a memory something happened to me at a certain age yeah. somebody told me my smile was ugly your teeth are hideous so this something that went in that value that change their perception of their self and their value and the way that they show up and are seen. Yeah. And so then the human behind that goes, well, I want to try to not be seen in this horrible way. I'm going to try to do whatever I can to control that. But the kicker is um, your family and the people who love you have seen your smile. They've seen your body, like the size of your butt, the length of your hair, whatever the thing is that you're scared of, and they love you. Mm. It's not about that. But we're so cultured to believe that. So it's really drilling into addressing that and just kind of bringing it up in a gentle, kind, loving way where it's like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. But do you see that this control isn't it's actually it's your effort in front of the camera. That's your enemy. And really just kind of addressing that and like pulling at the threads in a way where you can unravel that story a little bit, but not have somebody, you know, fall apart, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting because I talk a lot about money stories Mm. and then these are, these are other, there's so many, so many stories that we tell ourselves that don't serve us. No, about our identity and how (laughs) we are seen, right? Yeah. Um, I think every single human being, but I deal with women, I deal with women over 40, so that's my Mm. jam, but uh, Every single person has had this experience of seeing a photo of yourself that was just god awful and it is like this soul crushing heart destroying moment where you're like no no I looked in the mirror before I left that night and you know somebody takes this like just really unflattering photograph of yourself and they like post it on Facebook and there you are tagged and you're just out there and it's like for me it's like disappointment I feel just like oh like is that what I look like is that what people see because that view doesn't match how I felt in the moment right and so there's this incongruity there where you're like really is that you know and there's all this judgment where like we are cultured as women yet your appearance is of your highest that's your worth right and so over 40 that becomes confronting Mm. a lot of women said to me they started to feel invisible Right. And that just mm. that broke my heart. Um, you know, I'm I'm an artist in my core. And so I like, you know, I have this art, art degree and I'm obsessed with like the Greek sculptures. And if you look at the history of art, it is the nude female form. It's the female body. Yeah. And there's no and it's like revered. Oh, my gosh. And it's not like 
ribs poking out and hip bones on display. It is an odalesque figure. There is rotund bosoms and round bellies and big butts and all yeah. that. And we look at it and we're like, God, that's beautiful. Mm. We stand in front of the mirror and it's a litany of flaws to be fixed. And it's yeah. like, man, can we, um, you know, can we stop the war? Is yeah. this possible? Can we, can we accept that actually we do have a body? <laughs> it's not yeah. just this thing that takes my brain from meeting to meeting. And it is um, the greatest gift we will ever own. Mm. And it is, you know, a cool kind of a vehicle to be able to express ourselves in this world. And it is not the thing that is more important than your voice, your talent, your skill, your effort, your strength you bring to the world, your gifts that you have to share. But oftentimes it is this impediment where we feel like if that doesn't fit a certain mold, then we can't step forward. We can't be seen in a way. Mm. And so... I suppose I'm on a bit of a mission. I believe this world needs more confident women. Yeah. And this is my vehicle to get there. I know the power of like seeing that shit photo of yourself, how soul destroying it is. Mm. Well, the opposite is equally true. Yeah. If you see a photograph of yourself, that is where you can be like, oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah. And it's me. It's not a contrivance. It's not a contortion. It's not a performance. It's like, oh, like I've, yeah, just mind blowing feedback from people where they're like, you know, I photographed a woman for personal branding photos and she was like terrified, like almost crying beforehand. She was so mm. nervous. And afterwards she just said, you know what? I looked at these new photos on my website for about six months and I felt like I looked like I was worth more. So I put my prices up. <laughs> oh, and I was just like, that's the beautiful. best. Fear. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Right. You know where you're like, yeah. I, you've, and you've been pivotal in that that sort of change in her journey as it's well. It's just perspective, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right? Without sounding like a, you know, pretentious wanker, use the word artist, it sounds like, ugh, in a way. But, you know, what would you look like through the eyes of an artist? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not in the, the horrible change room with the terrible lighting and, the, you know, like all of that kind of that stuff. But, like, what would what would that look like? Can yeah. we Can we lean into that, you know that light inside that makes you beautiful, not the size of your butt, the, how clear no. your skin is, all of those things that we think it is. It's just not, it's yeah. not at all. Make, make the truth the truth rather than the comparisons yeah. that we see on social media. Yes, just, you know, all this... Um, airbrushing and right, filters. like and <laughs> the obsession with the outside. I think the gift of aging is you stop caring uh, so much about the appearance of the outside and like mm. other people, what they think of you, and you start caring more about, hang on, what do I think of myself? And what's going on on the inside in terms of that self-work, right? Yeah. yeah. And so whenever, like, I, I was like, oh, you know, when I turned 40, it's sort of, yeah, some more crow's feet come along. And then I didn't particularly like them. I still don't sort of, you know, they're not my favorite part of my, my face. But when I look at them now, I'm thinking, oh, look how many years I've been smiling. And yes. they, these, these are kind of like the, the rings on the, on the tree mm. trunk oh, that kind of show girl, the, the wisdom that yep. kind of comes with them as mm -hmm. well. So embracing it, and yeah. that's and and the session that we had, I, I probably hadn't really consciously thought about it until you brought it up to the surface, and I'm going, oh wow! So that's why another reason why I wanted to have this conversation is to help other women kind of start to think about it, plant some seeds, yeah, and go, you are more than just what you see in the mirror when you yeah. wake up in the morning. You know, it's funny too. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying, I didn't understand that non-photography folk didn't kind of know this. Cause you know, when you're in your industry and you're just like, oh yeah, whatever. But I grew up in film. So, um, you know, your face in the mirror is a lie. 
Yeah. Right. It's a mirror image. It's backwards to yeah. the way the rest of the rest of the world sees you. But you, that's your face and how you identify with your face. So when you're yeah. in a photograph with like, say you've got three girlfriends and the four of you are in a picture, you look at the picture and you're like, ugh, I look terrible, but you all look amazing. But they are all saying the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's because our face is kind of not quite right for our own perspective because we're used to seeing a mirror image of it. Mm. Right? Yeah, right, yeah. Right. And it's, about that right, either. Totally. <laughs> no, no, because, you know, in film, somebody didn't like their picture. I had this rogue boss who was like, take the negative, flip it over, print it backwards, give it back to them. And I was like, what? Like, and they, mm. But yeah, people would be like, oh, that's so much better. I don't know what you did, but there it is. And you're like, okay, right? So and our self-worth is, is right. on that, because of that flipped photo. It's that's tied, what we build it on. It's tied to this lie. And you're like, when you really go down that rabbit hole, it's deep. There's a multitude of layers there, but it's, we're so much more than that. Um, and yeah. it's about stepping into whatever that is yeah. and just owning it, right? Like yeah. it sounds so cheesy, but it is, confidence is truly the most attractive thing. And you don't mm. get confidence, um, you know, because you just decide to have confidence. You get confidence from showing up repeatedly and doing the thing. It yeah. comes from, you know, 10,000 hours of, you know, yeah. doing and it. And failing and keep going oh, yeah. and succeeding and keep going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you build sort of real relationships. Yeah. And then you can role model that for your children because you can't teach your kids this. Oh, well, we know you they can just, show it. That's it. They don't listen to a damn word well, we say, right? Yeah. But, but they're they paying see, attention to oh, our behavior. They see how you live and what you do and how yeah. you treat yourself. And so... Yeah, they make you walk your talk, don't yeah. they? And we've both got daughters, and that's yeah. actually how we met because our daughters were at yes. Kiwi together. Yes. Um, and you've also got a son as well. So yeah. it's role modeling how to support a woman through that journey yeah. and then how to support a man because he's going through his own journey oh, yeah, as well. Exactly. You so know. We, we have quite a responsibility, and we take that often quite seriously and possibly almost too seriously because I know it's the best time I ever have with my daughter is when we're just being silly. Just playing. And we just don't care about, you know, she'll mess up my hair or we'll, you know, put nail polish on our noses you know and something you know she'll paint my face with crayons or something you know and it's 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 fun and that they're the moments that you remember yes as well yeah they have more impact leaning into imperfection and not chasing the facade of perfection that's demanded by our culture like how skipping down the aisles in the supermarket and when people are looking at you going like it's come on like if you never really wanted to do this like i'm doing it but you can join me yeah yeah like just that expansion of being present in the moment yeah it is it's so yeah yeah and now i just i'm gonna there's something you often say when, when we talk and i absolutely love it and you said like your weirdness is your superpower oh yeah so can, can you just just explain that to to the listeners because this is something i absolutely love so oh i t- love tell that. us about that thank you that's so nourishing to hear um so i look i think it's it, when you hear the same things over and over again, you start to get observations on things. And what I notice with people is, you know, oh, I have this terrible, deep, dark, like I'm awkward and I'm weird in this particular way, or I like this really kind of uncool thing, or like my superpower is in like knitting or something that's like, it's not like glorified as like this, oh, amazing thing, right? Mm. Actually, the thing that we think is the worst part of ourselves, our ultimate weirdness, whatever our Achilles heel is, it's actually your superpower. If you turn it over on the other side of that coin is like all your gifts, right? So it's probably started from introspection because I have a black belt in overthinking things if you hadn't (laughs) gone already from all the, right? But it was really this idea of like, um, I felt like, you know, I'm too, uh, I, I sense people too much. Like I take on too much of their stuff. I'm too emotional or I'm too talky or I, whatever. And one day I was literally like, 
yeah, I am. Like, what if I lent into it rather than feeling like stifled or embarrassed or, and it was me doing that. Like it was such a bullshit narrative that I was making up, but literally the day that I lent into it, I had a client here in the studio and you know, she was doing all the things. She was with a group of friends and uh, all of a sudden she just really stiffened up and something changed and I could feel it. Right. And maybe mm. it's just reading body language and all that stuff. I don't know. I can feel it. And instead of just kind of like, okay, just go, this is weird, but I'm just going to keep on keeping on. I was like, oh, hey, like something just changed for you. You were doing really great. And then all of a sudden you don't feel comfortable. Right. And she just looked at me like, yeah. And yeah. And I was like, can you tell me what happened? And she goes, I don't know. And she kind of just shook it out. And then she goes, I just want to stand over there. So I was like, okay. So we moved a couple of feet and we stood in a different position. She goes, huh? Yeah, I feel okay here. And I'm like, okay, so we can keep going here. And she's like, yeah. And she felt really good. But for the rest of the whole session, she was like eyeballing me, like what just happened, you know? (laughs) And honestly, it was just this moment of like, where in the moment for me, I oftentimes would sense somebody, somebody, you know, and it's like I said that maybe it's body language, maybe it's facial expression. I'm good at reading that right from Mm. being a portrait photographer for years, but there's something there when you sense some kind of there's a stiffening, there's a contraction. It's always either expansion or contraction. There's a contraction, right? Mm. Somebody's not having a good time. Cool. That was my weirdness. Yeah. Right. That was the thing that I felt like, oh, you're so awkward. Like, why are you like this? You know, and the day that I lent into it, everything opened up for me. And it's like, wow, no, this is my superpower. I can yeah. I can take you on this place and into that weirdness and be like, cool, is this safe? Can we go here? What does that look like? Yeah. And it's just with everything when people are like, you know, um, I had a beautiful woman and she, you know, she was talking about scars on her back and she had matching ones on her shoulder blades. And she said like, you know, oh yeah, that's where my wings got cut off. Uh, Right. uh, And she like, this was heavy for her. She really felt it. She'd had a lot of health struggles. And in that moment I just said, can I offer you a reframe? And she's like, sure. And I said, what if that's where you earned them? And that's where they get put in. Yeah. Like what if all of this gave you your wings (laughs) and this is the thing that makes you like step up and open up and take this thing. And she just looked at me like a weight had been lifted off her shoulders. Mm. And it's a simple thing to say, but it's, Mm. you know, that was the weird thing where I just felt like, oh, I see these weird things or I think these weird thoughts. And the day that you lean into that, there's everything opens up. And Mm. so it's everybody has that thing in themselves where they think, you know, maybe with money, it's like, I can't save or I do this thing or maybe I... You know, whatever that story that you tell yourself is, really look at it because I swear on the other side of that is your superpower. Whatever is there, that thing you feel weird about, if you lean into it, there's gold. Yeah, no, it's it's very true, and I, I think to to a certain extent we don't do the introspection because it's scary. Oh yeah. And if we did lean into it, you'd be like, oh my god, would I will I still be me? Yeah. You know, will, will people think differently? Will they judge me more? And it's I suppose. Yeah letting go of that but also finding the support and the community yeah. to help um it just allow you to be yeah, like that it starts with yourself oh yeah. my gosh we don't allow ourselves so much as women yeah we're like for some reason you know making toast in the morning for everyone that bit that's burnt oh that's mine mm. right like oh I'll go down to the beach early this morning and sit and just read my book in the sun for 10 minutes and three minutes into it i feel guilty i should be doing something productive like can i allow myself as a human being five minutes to feel the sun on my body like is this what like yeah we, we don't allow that and so it's really just the first step is allowing it in yourself 
Yeah. And just leaning in, you know, because we're taught to censor those parts that maybe are less palatable to our culture, right? Like that mm. with our body or with our appearance or whatever that it is. And so it's then those behaviors, right? Yeah. Like for me, it was like, oh my God, I'm such an awkward, weird human being. And that's what everybody feels. But no, that's your, that's your superpower. Yeah. And I'm such a hypocrite because I told it to my kids that whole time. Yeah. Were you born to fit in or were you born to stand out? Yeah, and we we were kind of conditioned to want to fit in. Oh yeah. But then we spend our lives not comfortable in our skin because yeah. we're not designed to fit in. We're designed to be ourselves. Right. And and I think partly perhaps that that village that used to exist where you had mm. you might have friction with some people in the village, but there's always going to be someone there who kind of nudges you. Because yeah. I know in my own life, the only reason I am where I am is because I've been nudged by by people over the years. Um, you know, whether it was my mum to start yes. with, uh, and then I've had colleagues who've nudged me, and people who, like, when I think about it now, have it's almost there was there's a situation that happened to me many years ago in Morocco. I think I told you the story where we're in a busy market and we're trying to cross this really busy road, like staring at traffic, going, "Holy crap, how do we cross the road?" And all of a sudden, these women just kind of hold our elbows and like guide us, like float us almost almost across the road, and then they just they they left. They didn't even stay to, to talk or anything, um, and it was it's kind of like that I feel like we, we we have these these sort of people in our lives who yeah. kind of help guide us and push us and without the village kind of anymore it's hard to, to encounter that yeah and I feel like we're always searching for our people oh my gosh and if we homogenize ourselves to just be that you know that such that palatable version that culture says oh this yeah. is what it looks like this is what it sounds like this is how it you know all that stuff yeah. once we do that We've lost the very thing that that village needs. We've yeah. lost the essence of that person who goes, I see your spark. I know how to call that forward, right? Yeah. And I need that spark. Oh, like, we, people we will need everybody. Yeah. Yes, like, come on, people. Yeah. That's that, you know, your weirdness is your superpower. It is. Yeah. That thing you feel awkward or like, you know, about that lean into that. That's what this world needs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome the, the the way you see people and the things that you do through your I mean you do it through photography but it's you could just as easily create like a, a wise women's circle oh, I and love have people that. connect and, and learn from the generations as well because oh, there's honestly, so much value in that that we lose yes and I you know God knows I'm on a bit of a mission to kind of find where are those wise women of that village we're always talking about you know the venerated elders who yeah. have fallen and tripped on the path ahead of us and are now lighting the way so that we don't do that same thing yeah. but you know it is it's this memo that women get especially after 40 or after 50 where it's like um thanks for playing but you're kind of done now right because our culture is obsessed with youth and perfection and i'm like yeah i want to create images more images in this world of mm. like you know women with different bodies with different ages with like showing those wise women living their best damn lives and just being like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, mm. sorry, my game is not over. I'm just getting started. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've spent all these years having an experiences of life that's where that's where the real juice kind of comes into exactly. and i've seen those some of those images and they're powerful and they're beautiful and they're emotive yeah, and you. they inspire others so yes. i really encourage uh, if you haven't already seen some of fiona's um, images to actually go and check them out and if you're in brisbane um, actually come and, and and have a photo shoot because it's it's a beautiful experience i i absolutely loved it and I would love to do that with um, with my mum and, and my daughter as well. Yeah. So we'll get some generational Amazing. pictures too. It's my favorite. Yeah, but I, and it's I feel like it's still part of that because if we don't if we don't tap into or uh, who we are and we don't express who we are, I find that's when you start to get uh, you try and push it. 
You try yes. and push something in the world, it, and then it. and then that creates conflict. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh my goodness. And then and then the more conflict there is, the more party you push her, and then it just creates a whole other thing that's just not easy and simple. And then people mm. start to retract from you, yes, <laughs> because you become difficult. <laughs> oh, you're and pushing, then, right? Yeah. Who likes to be pushed? Like, yeah. but we do it to ourselves. That's what I'm supposed to do. Like, yeah. And as know. a parent, I'm meant to be pushing. That, yeah. That's my job. I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah. What you were talking about before with play, right? Yeah. Isn't that the absolute crux of like feminine energy, right? Without sounding fluffy woo-woo, there's this like pushing, driving, hustle culture. It's very rigid kind of purpose-built. It's very masculine energy. Whereas this idea of like ease and flow and creativity and play, it's feminine energy. And our culture is obsessed mm-hmm. with that masculine model, right? Because it's built on it in the industrial age. That's how that worked. Yeah. Um, but I think there's... You know that doesn't work so much anymore and our schools and our businesses and our social structures it's like yeah maybe this is not really going to take us to the future what got us here mm-hmm. isn't going to take us there right yeah. and so there's a lot of people who are doing that work where they're looking at themselves they're looking at business they're looking at ways to show up bring their gifts forward to the world where it's not in that structure and just that again yeah. allowing yourself wow i gave myself the gift of play and being silly with my daughter and that's the richness yeah. in that moment right yeah. i gave myself the gift of instead of wearing tight restrictive clothing like wow i just like allowed myself to feel comfortable and easeful because then yeah. i can expand in this world and bring forward something without just feeling literally restricted in my yeah. physical presence you know mm. we, it has to start with yourself yeah. allow yourself these things like yeah. stop being such a bully to ourselves it's crazy yeah. and the more we we do that to ourselves we role model it for others oh. it's almost like we're giving permission yep. and we can start this movement that will gain momentum yeah it's a ripple effect yeah one woman lit up she takes that and lights up her circle of friends and her daughter and their sisters and all of that and then those women take it out yeah. and it, that's it you know yeah. Women are powerful and we, we do. There's women crossing the road with you in Morocco. Mm. It's just this unseen kind of force where it just comes in and goes like, girl, we'll get you there. Yeah, we'll go together, it. right? Yeah, I yeah. love it. All right, well, hurry up and build it <laughs> so that we can all join and we can all share the wisdom of all of our various experiences oh. and embrace our weirdness. Honestly, so that, I meet the most incredible yeah. women through my work. So I have no shortage of people that I would just be like, oh my God, I know the most <laughs> amazing women with the most incredible stories. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd love I'd love to hear more of them. So we might leave it there today. Um, but so I, I'll put it in the show notes as well. But how do how can people really connect with you? Oh, yeah. So I'm uh, probably Instagram is my scroll hole of choice. I'm on Facebook, too. Um, and it's just beautiful images photography. Mm-hmm. And that's also my website, beautiful images photography dot com dot au. Um, yeah, you can see me there and read all the things and stalk me on social and yeah, reach out and say hi. There's an actual human connected to the back of those um, accounts. So yeah, reach out and say hi. Wonderful. And worth worth um, looking for inspiration as well. Oh, thank you, beautiful. All right. Thanks, Fiona, very much. And everybody for listening. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day.